Hey, hey, party people. We've got another episode for you today, episode 7. It's going to be my cousin Maddie Dykes. She's just been to Africa, so looking forward to talk about that with her. And uh, she's also a very bright, bright person. Should be good. See you then. Kia ora team, here we are, episode 7, I'm here today with my cousin Maddie Dykes, Hi. the one and only, <laughs> um, we've just had lunch upstairs with our gran, mm-hmm. that was fantastic, I didn't eat, I have my wisdom teeth out so I'm staying away from that shit. Um, Maddie, do you want to give us just a little introduction to yourself? Yeah, so I'm Maddie, um, I'm 22 and I'm doing my PhD in psychology at the moment in Dunedin. Shit, um, yes. And doing clinical psychology as well, which is interesting. So that's what I do with my days. Life. So PhD, that's three years? Um, yeah, yeah, about three years. So you say you're doing your PhD and clinical psychology. Yeah. So you're working as a clinical psychologist at the moment. Um, I'm sort of, you do the training sort of at the same time. So at the moment I'm taking two years out to work on the PhD. Um, but like last year I was doing clinical work as a trainee. So What was that um, like? Yeah, it was really good. It was like after, so before that I'd had four years studying, so mm-hmm. um, it was good to actually see people and... Um, Bit of hands-on experience. Yeah, exactly. No hands though. Yeah. It's yeah. not on. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was really cool. Um, like just actually talking to people and hearing their whole story, like mm-hmm. hearing... Shit, was it intense? Or yeah. What was, like, what was like your method? Yeah. Well, yeah, you always start off like really open. Um, you just say, what are you here for? What's brought you here? Mm. And then you, with different people, you have to sort of... Um, Obviously, cater to the personality. Yeah, because some people will just go, well, this and this and this happened. Mm-hmm. And then some people are, take a bit more sort of um, mm-hmm. probing. But yeah, it's, it's a weird situation to be in where people are telling you so much of their life, like more than you've probably told anyone, anyone. else. Yeah. Hard. That is buzzy. Yeah. They're just 100% opening up to you eventually, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. How, how long does it take normally for them to like, to kind of crack them open, I suppose? Um, it definitely varies heaps. Like some people are just, um, and you probably, you know, you can probably think of people that you know, some people just tell you everything, whereas some yeah, people yeah. need to, um, sometimes it's the case that they're not too sure what's going on or why they're feeling like that and don't necessarily want to admit that they're feeling like that. Mm-hmm. Um or sometimes it's that they just want to get to know you first. Yeah, yeah um, before they're comfortable. Yeah, yeah. So do you think that kind of extends to like mainly extroversion and introversion? Yeah, or, yeah, I'd say. Or open, like openness general. Yeah, because you talk about, yeah, when you talk about different personality types, that's the kind of things you talk about, um, mm-hmm. how open different people are. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then some people are, it also depends how you've grown up, you know. Some people have grown up in a family where if you say, I'm feeling a bit shit today. Um, can I stay at home? Then that's fine. Yeah. And some people, some you know, your parents might talk about that. Whereas some people have grown up in this family where they'd say, "Toughen up, get out there." And yeah. Um. Yeah. So definitely depends on all those different things. A lot of variables. Yeah. 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 So, um, do you have any like major psychoanalytical influences that you like? that you like in particular, like um, Freud or Jung or? Um, or definitely those ones are kind of, um, yeah, they're sort of some of the classics that you think of and they've definitely contributed a lot to. Fundamentals kind of. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, definitely a lot of it's outdated now. Um, yeah. Some people still use those approaches mm-hmm. and that works for them. But um, it's all, yeah, it differs a lot depending on who you've got, you know, because so some you kind of got like a toolbox a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So f- different tools and different people. Yeah. So for some people, a lot of their what they're experiencing is based on their interactions that they had with maybe their parents or like trauma earlier on in life. Mm-hmm. Whereas some go people go way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas some people, it's not. Um, you know, they've had a perfectly what we call normal upbringing, um, and they just um, get anxious about things for whatever reason. So, so would that be more something like biological? that's wrong with them yeah wrong, well, yeah that's sort of the age-old question that um 
Is it your upbringing or is it your genes? Nature or nurture. Yeah, mm. exactly. And what the consensus is, is that it's basically um, a combination of both. And um, there's also sort of increasing um, lines of thought that your how you're brought up can actually sort of change what genes are expressed. Is that right? Yeah, so, so that's it kind could of interesting. Change like your personality traits more? Yes, or? to an extent. So um, obviously there'll be some traits that can be altered more than other traits, though, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Say like the proclivity to to argue with people. Would that be something that could be affected more by nurturing? Or? Um, yeah, it's with each thing. It's hard to say, but it's a very case to case. Yeah, yeah. Individual. And the other thing is, you got to think that there could have been one situation where, for that person, they got fired up and they argued, and it got them a really good outcome. Yeah, yeah. And then oh, yeah, they so go positive okay, feedback loop. Yeah, it's mm. reinforcement. So that's another sort of basic principle that's often yeah. at play. So they're kind of learning as well as they yeah. go what's yeah. working, what doesn't work in the real world. Yeah, and that's only, that's just subconsciously as well, I suppose. Eh? Yeah, Half the yeah. time they don't even know. Yeah. Do do many people? Did many people come to you in the clinical work and like kind of tell you what they think is wrong? Um. Yeah, a lot of people have theories or some people have a vague idea like they might say um I was quite unsettled in my childhood or um as a teenager and I think maybe that's affecting how I am now um but don't necessarily know so sometimes that's just talking that out and then helping um you know it's it's like it's teamwork so you work together to um think of why maybe this is affecting the way that they are now Totally, totally. I mean, that's kind of how I see these podcasts as well. It's kind of like working together to find things out that you don't necessarily know about. Or even just sometimes it's good just to to speak your thoughts out loud because sometimes you don't really know what you think until you articulate it a bit more. Yeah, for sure. I feel like as a clinical psychologist, that's got to be one of the main things, just kind of letting people talk and you just kind of being able to listen to them Mm. and just be like, okay, they just needed to kind of talk about some shit. Yeah. Just being there for them. Yeah. You feel like, I don't know, I feel like that's a major part of it. Yeah, definitely. We talk about um, guided discovery. So sometimes it is um, that, you know, I might have an idea that, oh, maybe this has gone on and maybe that's what's driving them there. So we might sort of direct them with what we're asking to get there. Or sometimes it is that you just start talking and then, the person that you're talking to comes up with a really um, a really sort of profound idea of why they're acting like this. And that's often the best way for them to find it out themselves and then it just it just makes so much sense yeah. for them sometimes. Um, so was it quite successful for you? Like uh, in your practice, did you, your clients pretty much benefit from it? Um, yeah, it, I mean it um, varies a lot because some people with more sort of um, – deeply entrenched um, problems that have often been going on for a long time. That can take a while to change, and we. so I was only doing it for the last year. So you kind of had short-term cases more. Yeah, yeah. But um, at the same time, there were some people that um, benefited a lot, and it was really cool to see that. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Um, did you find it was mainly males or females that were coming into your practice? Or? Mm, we definitely had mostly females. Yeah. Mm. Um, is that because, do you think females would feel more comfortable with a female clinical psychologist? Yeah, um, definitely for some people, especially... Um, on, on average, I suppose? Yeah, I, I guess it depends, again, on people's backgrounds. If they've had a lot of trouble with okay, yeah. males, then that's going to obviously affect how much you want to open up. But mm-hmm. but as a clinical psychologist, um, you um, learn to be someone that... Um, that gets people to open up and feel comfortable yeah, with yeah. you. So um Yeah, it's totally the job. Yeah. But I suppose yeah. What I'm trying to ask is like, do you think there would be some cases where uh a client would just not open up to say the opposite sex or the same sex? Yeah. Yeah, for sure some um people definitely. Mm. Um it also works the other way that um some men, especially in some cultures, um going to uh female psychologist for help um, feels really ah, okay. wrong for they them. They kind of take that as like, I don't know, like they're losing a little bit? Or yeah, well, sometimes it's... Um, they don't want to reach out to help. Kind of sexist a little bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you could call it that. But um, 
you know, you've got to respect that that's where they've come from and that they're not going to feel comfortable yeah, yeah. with that. And, you know, uh, it might not be that they're sort of like overtly sexist, but if they're not feeling comfortable, like... Well, yeah, it's just not going to work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, exactly. Um, I've heard that psychology is quite dominated, like the study of psychology is quite dominated by females. Is that is that right? Or? Yeah, definitely. Um, psychology covers a lot of different areas, but for the clinical stuff, there's definitely um, a lot more female clinical psychologists around, which does make it hard for, especially in New Zealand at the moment, we're starting to recognise that, for example, um, rural men mm. are having a lot of problem. And the other thing is that um, suicide rates... Um, like successful suicides, uh, the um, numbers are way higher in men. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, especially middle-aged men. So why why do you think that is? Um, I don't know if it is. I'd say. Like, do you have a theory or anything? I'd say um, that it's part of our culture. You know, we talk about the, um, the tough she'll man. be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it is, um, and you do hear cases of something quite major, whether it's in your personal life or that um, something's happened with your business that's um, put you in serious debt, that can hit, but often men are too, um, some men are proud. too proud, yeah, to yeah, go and really totally. tell someone. They're definitely more likely to be too proud like that than mm-hmm. women anyway. Yeah. A really interesting thing that my dad was telling me the other day is that he said people who are bottling up their feelings when they're depressed or whatever have a more have a higher chance of um becoming healthy oh like um getting over it yeah working through it uh-huh and my running theory on that was like i suppose if you if someone does have depression and they're thinking like that then they're not playing a victim role kind of and they're yeah. kind of just like oh well they kind of might be thinking more generally like oh this is life for everyone everyone's mm-hmm. life is kind of hard and if they're bottling up their feelings like well no one else is saying their shit so i'll just get on with the shit and do it yeah but just a theory i, I don't know yeah i well, don't know how reliable that study is either <laughs> I mean, <it's> yeah <laughs> i guess two lines of thought down that one is that sometimes when um people get depressed it might even be that they just sort of in this at the start when they're just starting to feel a bit down um you might say um oh everything or nothing goes right for me, then you start to, it's, we call it the confirmation bias. You look out for yo, everything. Yo, Yeah, that the, it yeah, doesn't Confirmation go right bias is so dangerous. <laughs> it's yeah, so dangerous. for sure. Um, and yeah, that, that's interesting. Yeah. So it's kind of, they see it as um, like it's the world against them a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. So and they start picking out all the bad things that are happening exactly. to them and not taking notice of any of the good things at all. Yeah. Or even sometimes turning the good things into bad things, I Yeah, suppose. yeah. Or sometimes if something good happens, you might say, um, oh, that was just luck. Yeah, it's not yeah. that. It's not I... Creating it to luck. Yeah, yeah. Not a roller coaster ride of just yeah. ups and downs. Exactly. Which is pretty much life anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing could be that um, often when people become depressed, they'll get into a cycle where they might um, feel bad, so they'll go to bed, stay in bed, and then they... F- Often you find it really hard to get up, especially when you're depressed. You might feel like sleeping all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't get up and go out and do things. Um, so that just creates this cycle where you're just doing less and less and then you feel less to, you, there's less for you to feel sort of fulfilled by. Meaningful, so, no purpose yeah, kind of. Yeah. So I guess if you're trying to bottle it up and maybe yeah. carrying on with life, I guess then that. Okay. Yeah. As long as you're be, keeping busy. Mm. Yeah. 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 But, I feel, yeah, it seems to me that the best cure for depression is finding a purpose Yeah, in life. yeah. But oh, that's easier said than done. Yeah. I'm not saying that you can just do that. Yeah. And as we were saying before, um, you know, the genetic versus environmental, some people do have um, a genetic yeah. disposition. To I've heard it's like, isn't it like 80% or some bullshit biolog- biological? Um, I'm, not sh- I'm not 100% sure on like the numbers, but... It definitely, there you is know, a factor in it. Eh? Yeah, you'll some see people some people have, that are in yeah. like a what we might call like terrible conditions that you think, God, that'd be horrible. Yeah, but they're happy as. Whereas you might see some people that are in, uh, that are you in know, a really good position. Yeah, exactly. I and think, yeah, it's an interesting thing I heard in, in terms of money relating to that is mm. I think it's about once you can, once you can live at a comfortable level, so it probably I think it was something like. 
earning about 50,000 a year or something mm-hmm. like that. I can't remember the numbers. Right. Don't quote me on that. But something where you can pay your bills comfortably and have all your necessities, mm. then money won't make you any more depressed. You know, right. like having, yeah, having more money won't make you more happy. Yeah. So I guess it like plateaus. Plateaus. Yeah. yeah for yeah. sure. That's the word. That's the word. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's interesting. The, well, air depression rates are pretty high here, aren't they? Yeah, they're pretty um, shocking, especially our suicide ones. They're like one of the highest. Highest in the OECD, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. It's mm. pretty bad. Um, have you have any other thoughts on that? Did you see any of that in your practice at all? Um, yeah, well, it's hard to, because I don't have anywhere else to compare it to, mm. but um you know, you just hear what people are going through and, yeah, often it is money-related um, or that business is going a certain way. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, um, yeah, it's pretty bad for our country. Um, and I think in the election and at the moment, it's been like a hot issue as well. Um, so hopefully we'll see some change. Um, Have any recommended, like, courses of action? mm what you think might work? I think I'm hoping that um, the new government will take some action. They've just done a an inquiry. Um, I was reading an article um, where they interviewed the um, the woman who ran like the previous inquiry. So they did one in like 1996, I think. Okay. Um. So the country was sort of in the same state as it is now, when our numbers were really shocking. Mm-hmm. Um. So they did this inquiry and they found out that um. Certain pla- uh, they needed to put more funding to um, X, Y, and Z. Who are they inquiring into? Um, the mental health. Oh, okay. Yeah, mental health um, issue. So they'd yeah they went into hospitals, saw what needs funding, um, yeah. and they really improved some of these things. But then um, in I think it was 2012, maybe they axed that team, and um, yeah. So over the last since then, it's. Uh, developed again. Yeah, it? yeah. It's sort of gone downhill Crazy. again. So, because, you know, you can imagine, and they said um, what was happening after they did their f- the stuff that they did back in 1996 was the people that were seeking help went from like 1.5% up to 3%. Um, mm. And then they got... So more people were seeking help. Yeah, yeah, which is really good. But then when they axed a lot of the funding and um, axed this team, they still had that a higher number of people seeking help, but they weren't getting the money to get more people to help ah, to help the people. So okay. that's kind of interesting. So hopefully soon there'll be a bit more money that goes into it and just get more space and numbers of yeah. people who can help with it. I suppose like the um the hurdle you have to jump over in terms of the funding thing is like what well, what are you what are you sacrificing for mm, that? Yeah. But yeah. obviously it's uh it's a big sacrifice because uh, if you don't do it, yeah. because then you're sacrificing lives as well, it seems like. Yeah. But, but I kind of, I wonder, because our poverty rates have been growing a lot mm. as well. And that's another thing that this government wants to address. And you've got to think, like, if people are growing up in poverty, you're going to be more likely to have um, not just mental health issues, a whole lot of other issues. So it's like mm-hmm. maybe if they put, and the effort at that level, that's going to help a lot as well. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, one thing I did um, see recently is um, our definition of poverty relative to the other world is a bit um, more broader, mm. and so it includes more people. Yeah. So that makes our poverty rates look higher mm-hmm. in terms of relative, relatively to the world. Right. I'm not saying that that doesn't mean anything should be done to it. Yeah. But that could be a reason why our poverty rates look higher as well. Yeah. I think we have a broader... That's true. It's kind of, yeah, poverty. it's kind of weird how they do, like... <laughs> how everyone has a different type of yeah, poverty. Yeah, yeah, like, come on. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, because they... What did she do recently? She did that, Um, came out with her child poverty policy. Did yeah. She? Or, well, she came out for goal, didn't she? Uh, yeah. Really? A, it wasn't really a, a policy. A, um, yeah, putting a goal on it. Mm. Which I'd like to see, how, like, what their... How, what's their actions going to be on mm. it? Cause that's kind of what I expected her to say, because I kept seeing the headlines, like, Jacinda Ardern's coming out with her child po- poverty policy. Yeah. I was like, well, let's see what she's doing. Yeah. But then it was just the goals, and I was like, oh, well. Yeah. It's all well and good. Oh, very well, goal, yeah. But uh, yeah. how are you going to do that? Yeah. <laughs> I guess at this stage in, like, a young government, they 
have to sort of settle that, say what they want to do first. Oh, definitely. But they should yeah. say that what they want yeah, to do first. Yeah, yeah, because I it mean, holds I, them accountable. I suppose I blame the, the news outlets for that, for advertising as a policy. Yeah, yeah, about that's to be true. Released, but yeah. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, depression is definitely a problem. Yeah, yeah. You ever had like any friends who've been, you've been depressed yourself? Um, I haven't been like clinically depressed, but I think um, I'd say probably like everyone, you have times where you just feel really down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, imagining feeling like that all the time and trying to do anything, you know, do what you do in your everyday life while constantly feeling like that. Yeah. Um, gives you a bit of an idea of what it's like. Yeah. Definitely. But, I- um. I felt like I feel like I was depressed for like six months, mm-hmm. but like I didn't even know it when yeah. I was. And I looked back and I was like, "Oh, bro, you're yeah. definitely like you're definitely down around then." Yeah. But when I was depressed, I was just like an asshole to be around. Yeah. <laughs> mainly for like my friends and shit, and then I I was just trying to do shit all the time, just constantly keeping my mind occupied. I was yeah. going to the gym heaps. I was doing heaps of like band work, heaps of university work, mm-hmm. just keeping myself busy. And also just surrounding myself with people that, I don't know, I found like, it felt like my, my friends kind of pissed me off more. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I had like higher expectations for them to like make me happy mm-hmm. subconsciously. But if I surrounded myself with people that I didn't necessarily have like expectations for them to fill and they were positive people, it was kind of just like, I just worked off their positivity and like didn't, didn't expect anything from them. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. That could be work yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's interesting like everyone has um different ways that help them out and you know like Like we're saying it's case to case yeah yeah everyone's so different Mm -hmm. everyone's so complex there's just such a yeah it's a bundle of things i i think that writing has got to be beneficial as well just trying to write down what you think is actually going on yeah yeah if if you don't want to be going to talk to someone Mm. which some people probably aren't going to want to do a yeah talk to a psychologist right some Mm -hmm. people just aren't going to be comfortable with that yeah Whereas writing can serve as that. You can kind of like try and help you. Yeah. Self. And another thing that people find quite helpful to do is like even sort of like um, keeping like a diary of like what did I do today and how yeah. did I feel? And then sometimes when you look back and reflect, then you're like, oh, look, it looks like when I'm hanging out with these people or maybe it looks like the couple of days following when I go out drinking. I'm feeling yeah. really shit. Start finding some causes. Look at some patterns, yeah. Because mm. sometimes it is as simple as um, lifestyle taking change. something out or being like this person is kind of toxic. Yeah, and that's a, that's a hard thing to do as well. Mm, definitely, especially if they're like a really close friend. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of realize, oh shit, this is actually. If you say you were keeping a diary, and then you find out that oh shit, this person is not. Yeah. Not helping move forward positively in life. Yeah. But like once you've got that connection. Yeah, then it's a hard thing. It's the same thing with a bad, like romantic relationship. Mm. You get stuck in it. It becomes a bit of a trap sometimes. Yeah, which is a horrible outlook, but it, it happens. Yeah, it yeah. Happens. And um, some people have it with family as well, which is almost extra hard because mm. you know your family. Uh, you almost feel like the unconditional love. Thing. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes um, it can be really hard to say no to your family, and you might find that you're just doing too much. Yeah. Um. And you feel like they're expecting all these things from you. So sometimes you do need to just take a step back and be like, well, look, I've got to look after myself Yeah. here for a minute, guys. Yeah. Definitely. That's got, yeah, that would suck. You ever, you ever felt like that? Mm, not with my family. My family's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your family's all good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah, depression's great. Not. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, what we do is we might have a little break now. Yep. Um, you got a song for us? Yeah. Um, I was thinking of um, by Mumford and Sons. And oh, you are a Mumford and Sons girl. I do. You? Yeah, but I've got one <laughs> with um, I think his name's Bubba Mal. Okay. He's like South African, so it's kind of a cool like African song, Ooh. which might be kind of relevant. Very good. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll look into that a bit more yeah. soon, eh? It's called What's the name? There Will Be Time. There Will Be Time. Yeah. Okay. We'll be back soon. Enjoy that song. Make sure you follow the link. Take care, kids. Kids. And we are back. Good tune? Mm-hmm. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen them live? No, I haven't. 
I haven't. Man, that'd be pretty good. Yeah. I've seen a couple of videos of them doing live. And yeah, yeah. It looks like the crowd gets pumping. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty... I've also heard, th- heard they're big drinkers. Yeah, I bet. They're <laughs> like, well, they're like Irish. Are they Irish? I think they're Irish. I think they're Irish. So, surely. Yeah. Yeah, Irish love a drink, don't they? Yeah, so, so I hear. What do you think is like the biggest drinking culture in the world? Because we have mm. a pretty big drinking culture. Yeah, ours is kind of like... <laughs> weird, though. Like, ours is kind of like excess... I don't know if I love... I think it's like bingy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> bingy. It's bingy. But then like, I don't know, Germany, that's their interview, yes, aren't they? they are. Yeah. Well, lots of places love to drink, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even America had a pretty big drinking culture. Mm. But like when I was there, it just didn't seem as intense. Yeah. But they drank they drunk just as frequently. Maybe yeah. more frequently, but not yeah. as intensely when they did right. drink. And they have more drugs, don't they? So like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. weed's legal over there. Yeah. Pretty much. Heaps well, of places. New York's legal now, which is yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. I've heard California's going for like a magic mushrooms oh. referendum. Uh-huh. <laughs> Buzzy, yeah. There you go. They're legal in Amsterdam, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Amsterdam's pretty it's full pretty on. Loose, eh? You been there? No. Might go there soon, though. Hopefully. You're going to head over to Europe. You've been to Europe before? You yeah, have, eh? I've been to Europe a couple of places. Um, But... I'm going to go to Berlin, actually, this year. So oh, might, hey. Yeah, might be able to pop over to the Netherlands. Smokey. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. have to catch him. Yeah. Why are you going to Berlin? Um, there's a conference, actually, that I'm what going is it? to. It's like a... I should know, shouldn't I, since I'm going to it. Yeah. Neuroscience. Oh, yeah. when is it? Uh, July. Oh, mean. Does, yeah. does Does that get funded for you? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Get paid to... Or I get my get. flights and stuff yeah. paid for, so. That's mean. How long yeah. will we be there? Um, I'm not sure. I haven't organized that yet, but um, hopefully. You're looking to do a, a little weeks. bit of travel after Yeah, it. yeah, I think so. The conference is for like five days, so I should probably go to that. <laughs> probably. And then, Neuroscience, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then, yeah, take a bit of time to go around a few places. Yeah. And you've just got back from Kenya. Is yes. that right? Yes, a couple of weeks ago. Let's go. Let's right. do it. Give us the rap. <laughs> Give us the rap. Yeah, well, I was there the for a month and doing volunteer work. So I was staying with a host family, um, which was pretty cool. So you really got, doing the volunteer work and staying with the family, you really got like the authentic <laughs> Kenyan experience. Which is what you want. Yeah, yeah. It was way different to what you get if you're a tourist, I yeah. think. Because um, we did a couple of touristy things. Like, was there much tourism there? Or? Um, yeah, safaris and stuff are really big. Ah, yep. Um, and yeah, seeing that kind of thing. Um, so we went on safari, and it's just completely different because, like, we'd got we went there, and it was kind of weird for us because you weren't. It wasn't only um, Kenyan people around you. You had been living in the culture, yeah, fully yeah. immersed, and then you're all of a sudden, yeah, completely out of the culture. Yeah, yeah. Was Safari cool though? Yeah, it was really cool. It was amazing. Yeah. What'd you see? Um, we saw they talk about the big five. So oh, we yeah, saw yeah. them. What is it? A leopard, lion, elephant, elephant, buffalo. Is yeah, it? buffalo and rhinoceros. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. Aren't they endangered? Are they endangered? Yeah, or the different types. I think they're pretty endangered. But we got to see. A white rhino as well, which they're really endangered, I think. So we saw a couple they're, of them. They're the color white. No, they're not. Oh. I don't know why they're called white rhino. But oh, sad face. Maybe they were dirty. I kind of like visualized that for a second. I was yeah. like, hey. That'd be cool, like a bright white yeah. rhino. Trippy as. Yeah. It had a massive horn though. Like, How big are we talking? They like they they must be solid. Like you, They're solid as. Like, <laughs> they're huge. <laughs> you wouldn't run it straight at them. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't. Um, not that tall, to be fair. Um, but just like, what do you reckon? Like, yay high tall. Um, I'm trying to think. Probably from the ground to like there. Maybe? The E. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Or maybe taller. I don't know. It's hard. I didn't get too close to one. You know, no. I was in the van. So, mm. <laughs> were you scared at any point? Um. Yeah. Actually, at one point, it was quite funny. We were driving along, and the driver's like, "Oh, here's some baboons." Um. We will stop to take a few photos, but we won't stay for too long because they can get quite aggressive. I've heard they can get crazy. They have like massive teeth too. Yeah, they're the, vicious. Things. Yeah, 
And so we stopped and took some pictures and that was all good. And then, um, like, the health and safety laws are pretty loose over there. <laughs> yeah. But um, then we noticed that one, like, crawled up the um, passenger side door and just reached in and, like, grabbed a bag. And we were like, Snakey. oh, my God. Yeah. And we were like, to the driver, who's called Francis, we are like, Francis, he just took your bag. And Francis was like, what? Where? <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, oh, the orange bag. And he was like, oh, there's my pants in it. Um, and, and the, not and pants. Had, I don't know, just, just be a pair of pants, you know, <laughs> safari driver, you gotta yeah. take, <laughs> you never know. Yeah. You never know. But, um, he, and then in the meantime, so he was freaking out about his bag. And then, so on the safari van, you have like a pop top. Mm. So you stand up and look out the top. Um, in the meantime, uh, this massive baboon jumped like on the van right next to us. And we were like, ah, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and so he like put his foot down, and so that the baboon like fell off the back. Yeah, um, ruthless. Yeah, but like if we'd waited a few more seconds, it would have just toppled in to where we were. <laughs> I have no idea what I would have done. So he but... lost his pants. Well, no. Then he was like, "I need my pants." So he turned around, and we were like, "No!" <laughs> like, <laughs> and he hopped no out. Pants, yeah, he hopped out and. Um, Told there were a couple of other vans, so he like told them what had happened. I presume he's speaking in Swahili at this point, but um, mm. so all the drivers hopped out. The other drivers I noticed closed all the doors, but our one wasn't closed. But that's fine. Uh, all good. <laughs> and, Come on in. Yeah. <laughs> and he um, so they this monkey had gone up the tree with like this bright orange bag, looking stoked with himself. Yo. And then all these drivers like walk up. One of them had a crowbar. <laughs> and he, one of them just picked up this massive rock and like threw it at the tree and the baboon was like oh shit and like jumped away and dropped the bag oh. and so then they ran in and got the bag but it was pretty funny <laughs> yeah dick imagine if you've seen him just get attacked by yeah, these baboons yeah cause they could honest, they could do so much damage oh yeah yeah oh yeah like, and, and I think they have rabies as well possibly oh yeah like, I'd say so yeah wow but safari yeah. yeah there you go it's full on it's no joke fun though <laughs> yeah it was um fun. carry on kenya yes what's, what's next on the agenda to to share yeah so the work i was doing i should probably talk about because that's what i was there for mm. um so i was working for this organization called um positive life kenya mm. and so this was sounds positive yeah it is really positive positive. <laughs> And so it was set up by a woman, actually my host mum, who I was staying with, yeah, um, to provide support basically for women living with HIV. Okay. And so, so it's a real HIV like a shelter, or um, no, it was more so the women were all living around the area. They help. They reach their outreach, or they reach like heaps of women. Okay. Um, so lots, most of them live in slums. Um, and. So where we were, um, the town had a lot of prostitution. So there's like uh -huh. this cycle. Ah, uh, um, yeah. Where, yeah. And what, what, what was like the percentage of women who had HIV in? Um, Do you know? Or? I'm not 100% sure actually on the stats. but Up there. Yeah. And I guess the other thing about the stats is some people don't uh, even get tested. Hard to get the data, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the aim was to get people to get tested because if you get tested and you find out that you're positive, um, you can get the medication that will keep you alive. Mm -hmm. um, Which is but, the goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you don't, then you spread it. Yeah. Um, especially in that kind of um, place. Um, and also you don't... Uh, if you have children, they have a chance of having it as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's better just to know to be on top of these things because it is manageable these days. Yeah. And the medication is awesome. free. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So um, what, what was your job then as such? So there were a few things that the centre did. So um, part of it and what I was involved in a lot was home visits. So we'd go round to these different slums and visit the woman. Um, and we also helped women, I should note, that didn't have HIV but were just really struggling. So there were a lot of single women, um, either their partners had left them or um, had died, um, but with big families. So, um, you know, there's one lady that we met. Were with. they mainly big families over there? Yeah, because like, it's sort of a... Um, not much contraception. It's not so much as part that, but it's also part that having a big family is... Ah, uh, it's part good. of their culture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, what are we talk- What's a big family? So there was one woman that we met that had eight kids. Okay. And yeah. her father, uh, the father had left. Yeah. Um, so in these situations, like these are not people like here, you'd probably be on the, a benefit, mm-hmm. but over there, there's nothing, nothing like, like that. that. So it's like, if you want to feed your kids for that day, you have to go out and work. Yeah. Okay. And then, so if you have a young child, like this That's lady. Part of this, is that part of the cycle with yeah. the prostitution as well? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it, there's also school fees. So, um, high school isn't funded. Ah. And primary school is, even though it's funded, it's quite hard to get to because often there's not many round. Yo. Um, Shit. Yeah, so a lot of these women would yeah have to go out and you work just like a casual job for the day to get enough money to get your food. Um, oh, okay. Or to cover the well, What rent. type of jobs were they doing? Um, like it might be cleaning a house or it might be um, picking some crops or... Um, yeah, just little things like that. And there's no sort of job security, you know. Yeah, You're yeah, not yeah. going to go along and be, and be like, employ me. Okay, It's yeah. like, I'll yeah. give you this much if you do that. Okay. Um, yeah, so so a lot of our work was going around seeing those people, seeing how they're going, um, doing profiles for the kids because they'd get sponsorship. Um, oh, yeah. Or we'd put their names forward for sponsorship so that people can um, – can pay for them to get to school. What was in the profiles then? Um, so we'd get um, all their name, age, family details and things. And we'd also ask, you know, what do they like doing? What do they want to be? Yep. Things like that. Um, just to get an idea of, of who the kid is. Um, so that was cool. That was a big part of what we did. And then they also had a um, training centre, which I wasn't involved too much in. Um, it taught women to... Um, like they had um, sewing, um, what else did they have? Um, Beadwork, um, just taught them a range of skills that they could get a job with, basically. Because as I said, yeah. a lot of these women haven't been to high school, so mm. it's really hard. So that's kind of the cycle of poverty. You grow up in a slum, um, you can't go to high school because your parents can't afford to send you. So yeah. you're not educated, you can't get a proper job, yeah. so you stay in the slum. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see. Mm-hmm. Circle of life for them. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's really hard to get out of, especially when you don't have the support. You know, you can't go along to wins and be like... Yeah, 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 I'll yeah. chuck us some, yeah. some coin. Uh-huh. What was the male-female interaction like over there? Um, As in how... How did they treat each other? Um, was it interesting? It's like there's a slightly different dynamic to here in that... Um, the men are sort of like the um, the provider or like the the alpha almost, you know, like the the yep. man of the household. There was quite that sort it's of quite, idea. Quite um, old school in terms of that. Yeah, but that's not everywhere. Like I should I need I should stress that in places like Nairobi, it's quite which is the capital. It's quite forward. Is that know? is that where you were? Or? Um, I was just out of Nairobi. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. How big is Kenya population wise? Um, it's a lot. I think the population of Nairobi was like the population of New Zealand. Okay. And yeah. in terms of land mass, what is it relative to New Zealand? Um, Kenya. I'm not sure, actually. Is it bigger? Similar? Um, smaller? It, it must be. I wouldn't say it's smaller. Um, similar or bigger? It's probably a little bit bigger. Okay. Yeah. Um, and don't quote me on that, though. <laughs> for the geography, where are we in Africa? Yeah, so it's on um, East Africa. East Africa. Yeah. And towards the Antarctica end or um, towards the Towards, yeah, it's more southern. Um, oh, it's more southern? Yeah, okay. but it's not, it, it's not, oh, it's sort of in the middle. In the middle really. of Africa, the continent. Um, it's on the coast, yep. but it's like on the east coast and sort of halfway down the east coast. Okay. Do you, you go to the beaches and stuff there? Yeah, or? we went to um, Mombasa, which is a coastal city. Yeah. Um, we went there for a few days, which was, it was really nice. Yeah, as, as, as the beach is quite beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Some of them were quite dirty. Um, Hot tourist spots? Or? Um, yeah, they had lots of resorts ah. that would have their own private beach, um, yep. which looked pretty amazing, like white sands and mm, things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mombasa was quite a cool place. Okay. Very cool. hot. Yep. Humid. <laughs> and how did you go about sorting 
all that out? How did you get the job if someone else wanted to do it, someone else wanted to help out the way you did? Yeah, so I went through um, through a company called International Volunteer Headquarters. So they have, if you go onto their website, um, they have heaps of different places in the world that you can go and different projects you can do. So there's like... Um, yeah. They have like elephant conservation in Sri Lanka, like all these different things. Mm -hmm. um, so that was quite cool. But um, if someone was going back to Kenya, um, I would go like straight to the um, the organisation there was called um, uh, it was called NVS, I think. So Network for Volunteers or something. Okay. Um, and they. That way you, like, avoid the um, IVHQ registration fee. Ah, uh, yeah. You know. I Sneaky. Mean, yeah. <laughs> but the thing with IVHQ, for me, I had no idea, like, what was over there. And they organized everything for you, which was really good. And it was self-funded, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So how much did that, how much did you need to raise for that? Um, I, uh, the flights were just over 2,000 to get return. over there. Oh, one way. Um, uh, return. Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably 2,500. Um. Yep. And the actual program fee was around, I think it was around 600 US. Okay, so, so like a more. grand. Yeah, -ish. yeah. Um, and it, but that includes like your stay there and yep. you get fed. So it's a few a few grand really yeah. if you wanted to do this thing. Yeah, yeah. And you did fundraising and stuff for that, right? Um, yeah, I did fundraising and I, um, but a most of the money that I fundraised went to, I just spent it on the community over there, like as a donation. So yeah. that was cool. Yeah. Hey, well, good on you. Thank very, you. Very beautiful thing you've done for the <laughs> the well-being of those Kenyans. Thank you. Thank good you. stuff. Um, highlight, low light, scariest thing, something interesting you learned, most mm. interesting thing you learned. Okay. Highlight um, would have been, when I was over there, there were some girls that wanted to go to high school. Um, and so my parents were able to sponsor them. So it was really cool to be able to see where they came from. Um, see oh, yeah. that if they didn't have sponsorship, that they'd just be hanging around these slums. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was really cool. Low light, um, you <laughs> probably the plumbing. <laughs> 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 you just like, couldn't be sure that a toilet was going to flush, mm. which is like, you Ideal. know. You got to kind of plan for those things. Like no. you got to know if a toilet's <laughs> gonna flush before you. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know what you mean. <laughs> and um, what else? Something interesting. Um, <laughs> something. Uh, something that scared you. Something that scared me. Um, <laughs> once. Uh, I had this apart from the baboon. Yeah, the mm -hmm. baboon was pretty scary. But <laughs> um, one day I was walking along, and when you're like the um, only, oh, they call they call um, us like white people mzungus, which I think yeah, I think means it technically means English speaker, but it pretty much means like white person. Yeah, yeah. And so people would like yell out mzungu to you, and people were quite excited to see you. So like. One day I was walking home and someone just decided to walk with me. And um, oh, that happened a couple of times, actually. And most of the time they're really nice and just genuinely want to hear about where you're from and yeah. um, what, you, what you're here for. Um, but one day when I was walking along, a guy said, um, <laughs> he was like, oh, can I, I'm sorry, can I ask you a question? And I said, yes. And then he was like, <laughs> would it be all right um, if I said that I loved you? And I was like, um, no. <laughs> and then he was like, so I tell people sometimes, because a lot of people ask you to marry them. Ah. Yeah, just, mm -hmm. you know, naturally. I mean, you can't help it. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> that happens here for you, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, but so I told, I was like, oh, I have a husband. Because mm. sometimes that's a good way to just get people off that track. Yeah. Um, so, and he was like, oh, where's your husband? And I said, oh, back in New Zealand. And he was like, oh, um. So can I not love you? And I was like, no. And then he said, but then he said, um, he was like, oh, what about on contract? And so he was like basically asking me to be a prostitute. Oh, yeah, and I was yeah. like, um, no. Like, and <laughs> then he was like, him. yeah, I was, I was like, are you, like at first I sort of Is this in the light of day or Yeah, nighttime? yeah, in the light of day. 
if it was at nighttime, like I would have been <laughs> very scared. Yes. But, um, but yeah, I thought he was joking, and I, and then he was like, "Oh, you wouldn't be the first. And then so I just got really angry at him because mm. you know it was quite like scary, yeah. or you know just thinking about. What did you say to him? Yeah, what, I what I was like, say? um, I was like, that is very rude, <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> Don't, yeah, it was like that. It was like, I was like, leave me alone. You're being very, very rude. So, very harsh words. Um, but it got rid of him. So. You know, I walked away with his tail between his legs. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. That was it. Okay. Yeah. Most interesting thing you learned. Um, most interesting thing I learned. Probably learning a lot about their government and their way of life like there was a lot of corruption and stuff and say in the police ah real yeah like we went past some police talking to some people just on the side of the road in a slum one day and the people that I was said oh they're probably basically they those people were selling drugs and just paying off the police oh real um, so it was yeah. interesting and also things like it doesn't surprise me actually yeah like you hear about that but just actually seeing it is kind of interesting and also yeah hard like their roads were terrible and just realizing that that's because they don't have the funding to like have good roading yeah like it was just are interesting. we talking like gravel roads or just like really bad? well they had sealed roads but often they'd have like massive potholes that you had to drive oh. around or um or they'd, the, there was something wrong with the road, so they'd just divert all the traffic off the side onto this, like, um, makeshift gravel road, which was kind of interesting. Um, Did you go out there, like, party? Um, No, I didn't. Some of the people that I was with at New Year's um, did. Oh, yeah, you were for New Year's. Yeah. What was the buzz for New Year's? Um, It was pretty – people got really into it, so no. um, we were at Mombasa on the coast, and so they went to a beach party, but I – I didn't because I was like, mm, not sure. Like, it's kind of risky. Like, yeah. as I said, like the interest in white people. And also, people think often that if you're, they assume you're from America and that you're really rich. Mm. So it's like, if someone wanted to steal, not that, like, most people don't have that intention, but so if they did, you'd be number one target. Did you feel a bit under threat of, say, rape or violence at night times? Um, yeah, I didn't go out. I wouldn't be on the street at night time. Yeah. Um, and they basically, the volunteer organization was like, don't. Yeah. Even if you're a block away from where you're staying, get a taxi. Like or Real. Uber was. Wow. Oh, Uber was running there? Yeah. Uber was really good. Mm. Yeah. Because even with the taxis, um, they gave us specific taxi companies mm. to go with. Still some dodgy taxi yeah, drivers out yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's. That's hectic. Yeah. So did you see any violence or anything over there? No. I saw a lot of effects, though. Um, so in 2007, they had a um, a really um, controversial election. And there was a lot of... When was that, sorry? 2007. Oh, yeah. So a while ago, but... Um, Bloody decade now. Yeah. Shit. That's right. Ten years. Jeez. Um, but <laughs> there was... So after that, there was a lot of... They'd refer to like the post-election violence, which was from them. So we saw a couple of people um, living in the slums that had actually, that had head injuries from the post-election violence. And so they... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So some of them so were So there's like, big riots and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And so the, over there they have, everyone sort of belongs to, their family is part of a specific tribe. So they have a oh, whole okay. heap of tribes. Um, and often the, well, a How lot of people... How big are the tribes? Um... They're, they're big. So people's, that's sort of like their ancestry, okay. if that makes sense. So they don't live in the tribe. But is it is it all genetic tribes or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we'd be in a tribe. Yeah, we would. It'd be, yeah. The Balclutha tribe. It'd be really nice. But <laughs> um, people would, so in the elections, if someone came from your tribe, you'd vote for them. Ah, oh, okay. And I don't know how it worked with the other tribes, like mm. if different ones had different sort of allegiances. Yeah. But so when there was this um, controversy, I'm not exactly sure who was, what the details were, but the, this post-election violence was different tribes being like, fuck you, man, you're from this tribe. Aye. Yeah. And there was also, um, yeah, so there were head injuries we saw. There was also one of the women that we met that had HIV that was because of, like, a gang rape after that. Ah, uh, real. So, like, pretty, like, it was real. Very vulgar. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
So, but apart from, like, I never saw any violence over there. And people would be like, for example, when you're driving, people would toot the horn, but it wasn't like angry. It was just like, move, I'm coming in. Whereas oh, here, right. you know, someone to the horn would be like, fuck you, you idiot. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, it was kind of, yeah, it was a funny sort of dynamic. Like, interesting. But so, more straight up. Yeah, yeah. Almost, yeah. Okay. So, did you see many uh, other white people not from New Zealand over there? Um, In the volunteer program, most of the people, I only met one other New Zealander while I was over oh, okay, there. Yeah, yeah. So, lots of the other volunteers were from different places. I saw a couple of other. I'm talking outside of like t- tourist Tourism. things like safaris yeah. because naturally there's going to be. Yeah, that's um, main. They'll be dominated by. Yeah, yeah. Um, your gringos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I saw a couple of people, like a couple of nuns. Oh, yeah. And then one guy that I'm making an assumption, but I think he was like a Mormon or something. Mm. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so a lot of sort of missionaries, which uh, is yeah. kind of interesting. Mm. Um, was religion quite big over there? Yeah, most people are Christian or on the coast, there's a lot of Muslim people just because of the way that it's, um, I think, on the coast since there's a lot of um, people coming in, in or in the past, like, I don't know, the Muslim people have obviously come in and yeah. built a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, they're, yeah they're spreading. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So mainly Christian though. Yeah, yeah. Like so. really orthodox religion or... Yeah, so not... There's a lot of prostitution, though, so... Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like, all of the kids had a um, good knowledge of Christianity. Okay. So you obviously grow up learning it. It's that kind of thing. Um, And... But not everyone goes to... Most people wouldn't go to church on Sunday, probably. Mm. Um, But... One day I was walking through the one of the slums actually, and I had a backpack on, and it had a little, you know, the like name tags that you get at the airport, like a yeah. rubber. It yeah, was like yeah, a kiwi, yeah. and they were like, one of the kids was like, oh, "What is this?" And I was like, "It's a kiwi," mm. and they were like fascinated by it, and then mm. they're like, "Is this your god?" And I was like, <laughs> "Hell yeah!" I was like, yeah. "Well, first I was like, no, it's a kiwi," and they were like is it your God? And I was like, yes, okay, yeah, it's my God. <laughs> and they were like, this is a God, this is a God. And then they were like, do you know, do you know God? And I thought they meant like, do you know who God, like what the whole deal is with God? And I was like, yeah. And then they're like, oh, she knows God. Personally. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, he's all right. Yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> if you met Kiwi though. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, so they all know <laughs> about God. Um, could everyone read over there? Um, if you'd been to school. Yeah. Primary school. Yeah. You get, yeah, you're sort of able to, they learn that. So do you think most people would be able to read or do you mm. think less than half? Mm. I'm not sure. It's hard to tell, Too hard actually. to say. Yeah. Yep. Because um, even if you, even going to primary school, like, Probably a lot of, I'd say, you know, there's probably a lot of kids that have other problems going on, like even dyslexia that would never be picked up on. Ah, uh, yeah, too true. Helped. Yeah. 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 What What about like um, TV and stuff? Um, Yeah, it was, so in the host, the host family that I was staying with, they had, they had Wi-Fi, they had TV with like, they had the kids watch Disney channels. So my little host sister, she sounded like an American girl because oh, yeah. she like watches Disney Channel and YouTube and everything. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, in the slums, most people don't. But some people did have a TV. And I was like, I thought it was... So you'd be in a, um, like a corrugated iron tin shed. And yeah, some people had TVs in there. And so <laughs> that was interesting. Yeah. Like, Weird. Yeah. Maybe they just picked it what, up. What would they watch? Did you know? Did I don't know. Them? They'd always... They'd have it off. Like... Actually, once when I went on, I'm pretty sure it was just like static on it, <laughs> which was kind of good shit. Yeah, like <laughs> love this, but um, yeah. So that was kind of interesting. Oh yeah. yeah. Anything else you want to say about Kenya? Um, I mean, it's an amazing place. Um, and definitely, yeah, as I said, for an authentic experience, volunteering is the way to go. Probably with anywhere as yeah. well. Yeah. Hard. Um, and it's also awesome to see how much. So what would, what seems so little to us, how much what of a we take for granted, make. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, 
because um, I've heard. Oh, I can't remember where the girl's from. Do you know the the lady that wrote Infidel, the book? Hmm. No. I think she says in her book, this is like, uh, Jordan Peterson was saying, like, it's just amazing how, like, all this shit works. Like, how we have, like, electricity and, like, I can video on my phone and record on this. It's just amazing how this works. And mm. this lady, I can't remember her name, who wrote Infidel, but she's from, I think she's from the Muslim, she's from Muslim background. Yeah. And she was just, m- went to Denmark and she was just amazed at how, like, there's a digital like bus schedule, yeah, and the bus turns up on time. Yeah, this is just like that's just like next level for them. They're just like, yeah, what? Yeah, how was this is a thing? Yeah, they just don't even know tiny that, things. Yeah, just those real small things that we just take for granted every day. Yeah, like there's one um, one of my friends took a picture of a kid doing something on their phone, and then they were like, "Oh, do you want to see?" And so she showed this child the picture of him, and he was just like. What is th- like didn't understand like because you wouldn't how like, is that if you've never seen yeah, a, what is, a photo is being taken you'd be like oh, oh that's so <laughs> like, yeah that's crazy yeah you know, like, it's pretty bizarre oh those small things yeah like we've grown up with it so we understand it but you just be like oh man what? imagine not oh imagine not so they not have photos at all or they have like physical photos well they must yeah they must but like if you live in a slum. Probably not. Yeah, you don't, you know, no one's taking a photo out and then for going, a camera. yeah, and then going to get it printed and, yeah, <laughs> you know, oh, like that's imagine just... not having photos. Yeah, photos are like the the best way to like time travel, basically. Yeah, yeah. but I guess like when you think about like we when we were younger, we had physical photos before we had, you know, digital, even like digital yeah. cameras. But our mind can like make that we jump make because that we know that. If yeah. You, take a photo you can you can get a physical copy it almost makes yeah it almost makes more sense that it's digital now that you've yeah. got this electronic device taking the photo yeah and it's on the device rather than you have to get it printed off yeah <laughs> so backward yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's mind blowing oh cool so Kenya was good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. did you um just to jump a bit have you been reading anything good lately um what have I been reading not really, but I've been um, watching the um, the Australian Open. Oh, yeah. has yeah. reminded me recently of when I read the um, Andre Agassi. See it up there? Green book. Second shelf the down very in the middle. one. Yeah. Open. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's That made me, like, I read it a few years ago, but... Watching that just made me reminisce over I, how good that book was. I've heard it's apparently the best sports biography, biography or autobiography. 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 Autobiography is when they yeah. write it, eh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, biography is when someone else writes it. Yeah. Through them. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've heard it's the best one. Yeah. Apparently. It's so amazing. Yeah. Like, I should probably read it. Yeah. It's sat right there. I yeah. haven't read it. <laughs> Dad's. My dad's read it, so. No, well, I have to. I now. mean, d- I mean, like, it's not that Dad can't read or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a smart guy. Shout out, Cam. <laughs> oh yeah, um, you been watch- So you watched the Aussie Open there? Yeah, or oh, a bit of it. Not, not like religiously. But, yeah, yeah. But um, I followed it. You've been playing any sports? You're going to be playing any sports this year? Um, just keeping up with running. No. Um, yeah, I've had to. I've just been getting back into that mm-hmm. since coming back. Yeah. It's always a always a rough job getting back into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I might do a few um a few events this year, hopefully. Hard, hard. Yeah. Oh nice. Any watched any good movies or anything recently? Any good movies? What did I watch or on the TV plane? shows maybe? Um T V shows um Please Like Me on Netflix. Have it's great. It. It's Is really it? good. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix, yeah. Short summary? Um, it's an Australian guy and in the first episode he his girlfriend dumps him because she's like, I'm pretty sure you're gay mm. and he's like, No, I'm not and then <laughs> she's like, Yeah, you are and he's like, Oh yeah, I think I am. So it's <laughs> like it's just it's a comedy but it's like a um it's kind of a Serious different issue as well. sense of humour. Yeah, and it covers a lot of different issues. It's yeah. a great show. Um movies I watched on the plane, I watched The Big The Big Sick. Is that a movie at the moment? No, no. What's was, running in it? It was um, this couple. 
that get together, but the the um the guy is um is he, I think he's Muslim, and so his parents want him to marry a Muslim woman. But oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that. And That's then uh, someone, that, that funny um someone gets sick. <laughs> he's a comedian. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on Silicon Valley as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. That is good. I've seen that. Yeah, that was a good. It's movie. like a rom com. Yeah, but pretty much. But a bit better. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. That got re- really good reviews, I think, as well. Mm. Oh, nice. Um. Yeah. What do you think of the plane movies? <laughs> um. Better than nothing, but God, they're kind yeah. of hard to watch. Yeah. I wouldn't want to watch like a really like intense movie that you have to pay a lot of attention to. Yeah. Something like a comedy is probably yeah, what you want to go for. Like that, you can kind of just watch. Mm-hmm. And understand by just watching it and not yeah. having to pick up every line. Yeah, that's right. Um, um, I went through a lot. Of, I went through a season of Friends actually on one of the one of the plane. How long was rides. the plane ride? I had an eighteen-hour one from <laughs> Auckland to Doha, and then you go five hours down to Nairobi. Where's Doha? It's like in the it's right next to um, Dubai. Oh. Yeah. Did you go around any other other countries in Africa or? No, 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 just stayed in Kenya. And it was for a month. Yep. Fly by. Um, sometimes like I missed home a lot, and at the end I really wanted to come home. <laughs> um, just because like missed, missed your Christmas and stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, missed and living that hell Kenyan of a do life. here. Yeah, so I hear. Mm. Man, grandparents mm. around. There was a bit of trifle going down. Oh, a couple of beers here yeah. and there. All good. Yeah, no, it was actually good. Yeah. What did you do? Um, we were on safari at that oh. point. I had a couple of ciders. Um, Tusker ciders, that's the way to go over there apparently. Tusker beer, mm. popular. <laughs> Cider you go to in general in terms um, of alcohol? Yeah, I don't really like beer. So over there, I normally like a gin and tonic or a red wine. Ah, yeah. But their red wine tasted like syrup. Ah, um, Beautiful. And it was weird when you ordered a spirit over there. So if I'd ordered a gin and tonic, they bring out like a small bottle of gin. Oh, okay. And you just get that. <laughs> and no tonic. Oh, well, you have to, then you have to get tonic separately. Ah. Oh. Yeah. It was weird. Like those little, those little ones like that. We gin Yeah. Like that. It wasn't quite like the tiny, like single serve ones, but it was, yeah, I guess it's kind of like that big. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that was funny. <laughs> I normally I, we normally get the drinks flowing on on the podcast, but uh, I'm not meant to drink because of my wisdom teeth. Yeah, and you've got to drive. Yeah, I do have to drive back to Dunedin. And we're safe people. That's right. Don't drink and drive, folks. <laughs> Danger. Danger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we're probably just about ready to wrap her up. Yeah, we've covered a bit. Yeah, we got through a bit. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? Can't think of anything. Any other shout outs? Um anything uh, you want to sell? Um come see Maddie if you want some clinical psychology. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh well, just quickly, what was your PhD on? Um I'm doing sort of uh neuropsychology stuff. So looking at what Fuck parts yeah. of the brains um shit that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's quite cool. And you're in your second year of that or Yeah. Yeah. Hard. So getting into that. Oh well, let me have it. Let me bloody read it once you're finished. Yeah, yeah, I'll pass it how on. How long does it? How long has it got to be? Um, she'll be fairly hefty, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure exactly what like the number that they have on it, but you'll probably yeah. exceed it anyway. Oh god, <laughs> daunting. I'm like avoiding. Are you enjoying studying it though? Yeah, I do really enjoy it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a bit hella interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be keen to have a little gander. Yeah. Um, cool. So I do like this. Higher virtue test thing, where it's just like a A or B. Uh huh. Okay. You, it's pretty simple. It's yeah. pretty self-explanatory. Okay. So um, the first the first question is OCD or untidy. Hmm. Sometimes one, sometimes the other. No, you have to pick one. Okay. Um, probably untidy. <laughs> okay. Comfort or adventure? Um, adventure. Compassion or competition? Compassion. Harmony or honesty? Harmony. Mm. Group or solo discussion? Group. Okay. And purpose or pleasure? Purpose. Happy and sad or content? Content. 
Question or answer? Question. Power to the individual or power to the group? The group. Yes or no? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, Maddie. No worries. It's been a hell of a do. Yeah. Covered some pretty cool topics, I think. Look forward to listening to it. And I hope y'all enjoy it as well. I'll give you a wee handshake, Mark. Hey. Uh, That was episode seven, guys. Maddie Dykes. um, Yeah, hope you enjoyed it. It was pretty fun. I had a good time. I enjoyed it. (laughs) Okay. Have a good day, people. Catch up.